Kel Sonder, listening to Chris and John on the Bad Beer Film Podcast. That's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Hey, fucks. Good afternoon, morning, evening, fucks. Yeah, Weekend fuck. Notches is getting back together and playing a few shows, you fucks. That's why fucks. I was sending those texts. All right. Yeah, it's a big deal. When in this home, we like Weekend Nachos. Both we, the food and the band. I feel like that's a band that should uh, put the accent on the wrong syllable. Like Weekend Nachos. Weekend Nachos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Montreal, New Memphis. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, we. <laughs> you know who does not like the band Weekend Nachos? Who? Chris Kesari. I don't know them. Yeah, you won't. It's not your thing. What? What do you mean? I don't think you'd like it. There's not enough Jag Panzer involved. <laughs> yeah, they don't do that song. Well, I mean, Jag Panzer really can't either anymore. It's Chris Broderick is in the band. More like Jack Panzer. Sure. Well, I wasn't trying to say the second wrong word wrong, but here we are. <laughs> At the crossroads. Uh, <laughs> you want me lonely. We'll enjoy weekend nachos. I mean, it's not for over a year. It's not for until next May. It's going to be May. They're playing MDF, so now we really got to push to play MDF. Let's see if we can, uh, let's see if we can make that happen. Yeah, calling a few favors. <laughs> yeah. I have very few bucket list items because I just assumed that I was never going to play in a band ever in my life. So everything that's kind of cool, I'm just like, fun. However, playing MDF was kind of one bucket list thing that I acquired, and I think it's attainable. So maybe if I could kill two birds with one stone, that'd be great. Yeah, kill two birds while getting stoned. <laughs> so if anyone from MDF is listening to this, Drive-By Bukaki would like to be for your consideration even though we've already sent in our press kit for this I believe anyways did you call yourselves experienced junkies <laughs> I mean wait. I'm, what, I'm what you would call an experienced junkie what would um what would drive-by's uh operation Minecraft be called uh operation giant crime no, we don't like that. I would say Sloperation. Yeah, <laughs> already better. <laughs> Grind slime. Oh, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> Can I steal that? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text that before. You can call that the name of this episode. All right, yeah. <laughs> Sloperation Grind Slime. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you, Sloperation Grind Slime, I'll explain later. <laughs> Send a new EPK with Bri just being fucking Jeff Tate, but call himself Geoff. <laughs> Geoff Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm what you would call a experienced junkie. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of... Uh, Stickers to make to put on uh, the Explorer for Ralph's. We can talk about that on here, right? It's already sure. announced. All right, so I decided I had it down to two. I'll tell you the one I didn't decide to do, and I'll tell you the one I did decide to do. I was going to make one either eat cock, <laughs> like instead of eat fuck. Yeah. And so as you say, E E T K K A K, which is pretty stupid, and almost nobody would get it. But the ones that did get it would really get it. But I decided on <laughs> making a sticker in a pastor of Muppets font, lime green. It says alcoholic hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just do metallic hockey, but I thought alcoholic hockey was a little more ridiculous. I was going to get a, uh, a, a greeny type of uh, laminate to put over my guitar's finish. So it looked like Carcambit's West Paul. But it was like a hundred bucks, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do that." So I was also thinking of just putting like a piece of ta- like painter's tape on it somewhere and just writing "Greeny" on it. <laughs> <laughs> Could do that too. Yeah. Which is like the the goldy the uh, gold. Yeah. Was Paul? Yeah. It's a real shame that uh, we probably could have really bought a bootleg, used it for the show, and then sold it for the same amount you paid for it right after. 
Yeah. The value of waiting for that guitar is like about the same way as as using it once and then having it on hand. Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'll just use the guitar. Well, it's too I, late to do that now, anyways. I'll just use the guitars I currently have set up for it. Yeah, because no one else is gonna notice. Yeah. The thing about the Explorer is I own it already. Yeah. So like, and so I uh, well, fuck it. We'll just talk about shit that doesn't matter. It's bad, dirty fun. Yeah. Uh, so I took a an emery board. Because it's the same grid as the what you would use to kind of file down the fret, and I filed down the, the first fret, and it's way better already. Good. So I I got a piece. You know what? Um, do you know what? Uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting the fucking name of it. A Unistrut is no. So Unistrut's like a steel square. It's a square. So I'm gonna make a. Uh, I'm gonna make a a fret leveler out of it i'm gonna get some some uh 300 grit and some 600 grit and i'm just gonna level them all after they're so it's gonna uh be real nice yeah yeah then after that it's gonna be sick i didn't even know he was sick i just said it would be sick i'm just yeah. doing my norm mcdonald said you dirty dog <laughs> My wife, that old battle axe. <laughs> no one's called their wife a battle axe in 50 years. <laughs> That's from when he was on Conan and he said he was a deeply closeted gay man. Yeah. And he made uh... <laughs> And Conan's like, what? He's like, no, you're not. He's like, oh, I'm not gay. I'm just deeply in the closet. <laughs> the, uh, that made Andy Richter very uncomfortable. There's, there's a, the, Conan had a podcast after he died. And it was him and Andy Richter talking about him. And like, I'd say a third of it was about how uncomfortable Andy Richter was in that situation and some other ones too. Like, well, nothing. Honesty's, uh, honesty's one of the best qualities. Honestly, I don't think so. I was lying. I don't give a fuck either. Yeah. <laughs> Honesty is overrated. Yeah. Give me, give me a, a sweet little lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really. Have, do we have anything to talk about besides football? Not really. I feel like the Red Sox I, are going to finish under five hundred. I didn't talk about it last week, but I, I guess we could talk about uh, Heim Bloom getting fired like an hour after we recorded. Last oh yeah, week's that was episode. good. I'm just like, all right. So you got like four years, and they they had one good year. They did have one good year. And that was mostly off the back of the Dombrowski guys. We're still here. Let's see what Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber. That was the, I mean, I love that game that I went to so much. They are 75 and 77 right now. So yeah, no, they've, they've been losing left and right. They lost last night to the uh, Rangers. They're playing the Rangers right now. Yeah. You know what the score is? I'm assuming four, nothing Rangers, eight to four Rangers. So I was right about the, how many runs they were off. They were up four nothing at one point. Yeah, yeah. But then the Rangers scored six in the second and two in the third. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I'm 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 cashed out on the season. I, I they're just playing their their uh their prospects now. They have that uh Raphael guy up here. Playing. Oh yeah. They brought, they called up uh Dahlbeck too. Robert Dahlbeck. Big bad Bobby Dahlbeck. He's currently in the lineup today. Yep. One for one with an RBI and a home run. Solo shot. Figured that out as soon as I started talking. Um, fucking yeah. So I don't know who they're gonna get to replace Sam Bloom, but like they have to get someone who's a little bit more aggressive and knows how to build like a major league ball club. They're importantly uh, interested in Mike Hazen. Was that the guy who was here with Dombrowski? Uh, he was. God, when was the last? He was there. I think he was there with Theo. But, he was the. Was he the guy? He said 2015. I don't remember him being the GM in 2015. 2015? 15, yeah. 
fucking wasn't that the Larry Lucchino days? 2015 would have been between it would have been between Sherrington and Dombrowski, no? Okay, god damn it. Let's go list remember. list of Red Sox GMs. Listen, Red Sox GMA. The the Dombrowski firing was just the most like egregious thing in my opinion. Sorta, he kind of had to move away from it. I I think. But he, he was only he wasn't even here a full calendar year. They won the World Series with him, and that was it. He was with for one season, and then during the second season, they let him. He go. was here longer than that. He was he was part of two seasons, but during like a ten month period. I think he was here for three. I thought he was only here for like less than a year. 2018, and that was, and then they fired him in 2019. What? what? Okay, I'm confused. Because this doesn't say anything about him being GM at all. Well, he would have worked under. He would have worked under Mike Hazen and Brian O'Halloran, according oh. to this. What were you talking about? We're talking about uh, fucking Dave Dombrowski, no? Okay. Okay. He's either chief, whatever the fuck. The, the head of baseball operations? They, they, of course they have something stupid here. So let's just find out how long he was uh, with the Red Sox instead of looking it up that way. Yeah. Fucking dumb. Red Sox 2015 to 2019. Okay. So he was here. I thought he was here for like one year. I thought he was just working under, uh, it was just like, this is all just kind of a blur to me, like after 2013 and before 2018, when they were like, they were going from first place to last place every other year. Yeah, so you named him 15, at the end of 2015, so he didn't, so after the 15th season, or during August, yeah, August was during the 15th season. Yeah. The first full season, they won 93 games, but they lost to the, uh, the Indians. Then they got was, Sale. Uh, Ortiz's last year, you know? No, I thought that, oh, wait, that Ortiz's was... last year was the year they won the World Series, I thought. But did I... they get it without him? No, they oh, got it without him. Because they... it might have been 2017 then. It might have been Detroit. The... Um... Then they won the division. They won the division three years in a row. Won the eighteen World Series. That team was fucking. Nineteen nineteen was fucked. Yeah. Well, they signed Steve Pierce, and he never played another game for him after being World Series MVP. I mean, they were seventy six and sixty seven, and then they uh, there was electronic sign stealing thing, and then. Then he was pretty much gone. Oh, uh, yeah. The sign stealing. Who could forget? Who could forget all the several ways that people have stolen signs? Uh, baseball. Baseball. At least, at least this year was good. You got the, what, for stealing signs? No, for the product. You had Shohei Otani. You had... Uh, you had him. <laughs> I mean, you had surgery the other day. You had him, but like the pitch clock... One of the better years of baseball, in my opinion. Pitch clock's great. Yep. Games we, went from we love 315 the pitch clock. to 245. Yeah, they really, they truly did shave time off of that pit, the fucking game. Like, a lot of fucking bullshit was eliminated. Like they, yeah, they, they cut out the shit you don't want to see. Exactly. And the games flow so much smoother. It's just a wonderful thing. Which is, it, it always bugged me that they were so slow. It's just kind of like, everyone always said, like, Work fast. Like, work fast out there. Get the batter off balance by working fast. Yeah. Don't give him a chance to get comfortable. And then I was like, no, work so slow <laughs> that everyone just stops paying attention to what you're doing. Make him fall asleep and then strike him out. Yeah, it doesn't work. Bad. It's bad. We don't like it. We don't like it. Mel, do we like mm-hmm. it? No, we don't. Uh, that fucking Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anything happened in wrestling this week? MJF did the Steiner Math promo. He did the Steiner Math promo? Yeah. 
he's wrestling Samoa Joe at uh, Arthur Ashe tonight, actually, mm-hmm. uh, in New York. And uh, he, last week he cut the Steiner Math promo. Did it go over well? Yeah. And as he's been running around like a baby face, throwing out first pitches and... <laughs> I don't like babyface uh, MJF. He's he's a natural heel. Look at MJF walking out there. He walks like a heel. <laughs> we also has a face that needs to be slapped. Yeah. Um, I, I watched Collision, and I wound up just shutting it off. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> was it bad? I, I, they had like a, this Ring of Honor team beat the Hardy Boys clean in the middle, and I was just kind of like... Yeah, the, the Hardys are there to do some jobs now. I know, and I, I'm, I then don't even bring them in. Yeah, what are they doing now? Yeah, so they, they get to have their music. But I think I'm a little burned out on wrestling too. <laughs> How did that happen? Is it because it, there's several companies who put th- out several shows a week? Yeah, I think it's just too much. Also, yeah. I think all out and all in kind of burned me out too. AEW's killing the business. I'll watch Arthur Ashe tonight, and then I think I'm done for another week. Like, uh, Impact had their thousandth episode last week, and uh, they brought back, like, every knockout ever, like the beautiful people, Mickey James, Awesome Kong, Gail Kim. Like, they were all out there. And uh, Leo Rush and Chris Sabin had a really good match as the main event. But there was that. The Rock uh, and John Cena showed up on SmackDown this week. It was a big SmackDown episode. Did The Rock tease that? Didn't The Rock go on some college football show with, or some NFL show with Pat McAfee and yeah. tease that he was pretty much trying to work out a match with Roman? Uh, they talked about it, yeah. It was supposed to happen last year. Yeah, but then they said that they were working on something for this year. Yep. Uh, head of the table. And CM Punk said something about. Oh yeah, CM he, Punk. He'll be quiet for the next two months. He's he's got time for the next two months. Survivor Series is in Chicago, so I think that's pretty obvious. Shaping up to be a big mania. You can't just bring CM Punk in for one shot, can you? <laughs> I think you got to bring in CM Punk as a part timer at this point. You, he shows up at the big shows. He might do a Raw or a SmackDown leading up to a big show. But I, feel, I, but I don't think you put him that man on TV anymore. I think that uh, you put him in a big story with Cody. Yes, and and then. Well, I mean, that's where he would draw the most money too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's uh, perfectly fine. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you put him in a big, but you don't bring him to TV. You have him do like pre tapes. He, he might show up to Raw to do a promo, but I don't think you bring him in to have him be like a weekly wrestler. He can fill in the, the Batista Triple H role. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone so, clearly remembers who he is. Well, everyone knows who he is, but also like... Like, like he's... I don't think... I think the AEW run proved that he can't be an everyday player. Especially there. I mean, maybe he knows. I mean, if he's getting, who knows what he's getting into. And but I mean, you're probably right. And I think that that might be the best way for everyone. That's why I'm saying, like, if the, if they do bring him in, which I think is pretty obvious, yeah, you, you bring him in, you put him in a feud with Cody. Maybe that caps off at the Rumble and the Stadium Show, or maybe you bring it all the way to WrestleMania. But I don't think you put him. I don't think you overexpose him. I think he's just back with the product and. He's there if you need him. Break break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> um, there's also a lot of things about Edge going to AEW. Yeah, I guess him and WWE are off on money. So AEW kind of needs a little bit of a spark too. Oh, there's, I mean, it's it's right there for him. So, yeah. FTR needs someone interesting to go with, and. Fucking Edge and Christian's already a fucking like ridiculous heel right now. I mean, having Edge go in there working heel would be different than seeing him on. It wouldn't be the same thing as seeing what he was doing on WWE. It'd be interesting. FDR and Edge and Christian. That's what I mean. And then you have like the Hardys there too, so you can always. Like, yeah, like there's that. 
But I think Edge would be a nice little spark for AEW, get some interest back up for them. I just excuse me. They could they could use him because they have a tendency to use people in pretty limited capacities. Yeah. Because they don't have enough fucking time for all the people they want to get in. And Edge is a perfect person for that. Like yeah. you don't want to see him every week no. because he's supposed to be special. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, yeah, have them, have them in the box. Have them in the fucking NFTR. You could really have them in Hardys if you really wanted to, but that's what I mean. Like it's there if you need it. Yeah. Like there's there's some marquee matches to be had, and you can kind of get around how old he is. Yeah. Not that he can't wrestle still, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. But yeah. Of course they don't have on money. They got to spend all that money on Punk. <laughs> uh, also, Jade Cargill's uh, WWE now. Yeah. After she came back. She came. Well, I, I guess what happened was she was letting her contact expire, so they gave her like a nice farewell. I didn't watch the match, but I saw like the YouTube clip uh, of like the the last like five minutes or so of the match. It was fine. Like the crowd was chanting "Fight Forever" and or "This Is Awesome" or whatever. And then after the match, she hugged Chris Statlander, and that was that. It was a really nice send off. She did business the right way. Lose once. Uh, she lost. She put over Chris Statlander at the pay per view. Uh, was off for a couple months. Came back and put over Chris Statlander again. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. lose once leave forever lose a second time and then go away is that is that but, the... but i guess everyone and for what i've been saying it's like yeah there's no bad blood at all like if she ever wants to come back she's more than welcome to come back and they all like her and she handled things correctly yeah, as long as she's not an asshole she's That's, gonna she's the, gonna go over real well in wwe yeah oh <laughs> they're saying they're saying that they wanted to skip NXT and just go straight to the main roster, which I think is a mistake. That seems like you have NXT for exactly that. Yeah, because um, she was talking about how CM Punk showed her how to use a chair because they scripted her to AW scripted her to use a chair and she didn't know how. Um, so Punk kind of showed showed her how to like choke up and like use a chair correctly. Um, so like, there, if if she doesn't know how to use a chair, what else does she like? She doesn't know what she doesn't know. So, like, send her to NXT, evaluate her, and, like, sort of, like, you don't have to, you don't have to, like, keep her there forever, but sort of, like, plug some gaps, you know what I mean? Like, this, this seems like fucking big nasty bastard all over again. <laughs> the big, the big colossus. <laughs> no, but, like, I think she'll definitely make a, a big splash in WWE. I think it's the right thing for her. Yeah, I mean, she's got WWE written all over. Exactly. Um, maybe a little green, but, you know. Because I never stopped him from putting like, a woman in the ring before. <laughs> I was going to say, they just signed Nia up Jack's back, so maybe she won't even be there for too long. <laughs> yeah. Before she gets hurt. I know, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, they, uh, maybe they got a new Nia Jax. A fit one. <laughs> maybe they just they, they brought Nia Jax back just so Jade Cargill can body slam her ooh yeah yeah on the SS Intrepid I guess Nia Jax <laughs> she's the new Lex Luger she, she's not as big too she she cut some weight down well you gotta start putting some pounds on if you're gonna get on that boat <laughs> the Jade the Jade the Jade Express <laughs> uh <laughs> She uses our fucking I'll be your hero. Yeah. <laughs> she uh Tatanka accuses her of selling out. Who is the who is the modern day female Tatanka? The modern day female Tatanka. Modern day female Tatanka <laughs> Uh on you. I didn't even know what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, I get you now. <laughs> Fuck. By the way, uh, Alex Lifeson's Epiphone, West Paul, is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a Floyded West Paul. It's that... red. It's cool. What's the uh, price point on that? Oh, it's like 1200 bucks For an Epiphone? Yeah. No, that's unac- unacceptable. It's pro- it probably does have like a solid top, though. It's probably not a veneer. Uh, I, I can't I can't guarantee that, but for that much money, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be paying twelve hundred dollars for a veneer finish. I would want that to be a solid top. <laughs> Epiphone, Alex Lifeson. The next one right next to it. Kramer Assault. Like, all right, you're gonna I'm gonna get one, Google. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it is nice looking. Yeah. But it'll go- Yeah, it looks pretty nice. The top. I like it. I probably swap the pickups out for something a little hotter, like a JB. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off the JB, JB lamb. Uh, a JB, a JB smooth. <laughs> I saw him do stand up once. Larry. He's very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I watch. I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld lately. <sighs> you can't go wrong with it. It's really spit. None of it's bad. It's a little dated. They talk about phone etiquette. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> some of In the that final episode. <laughs> some of that is dated, yes, but like very few things that they say where it's like eesh. Where if you watch something that's actually funny from like the fucking late eighties and early nineties and mid nineties, it's just like ripe with sexism and racism and homophobia and like there's all that, the, sh- there's no sexism and racism and porkies. <laughs> <laughs> but like Seinfeld, for something that like is still very funny, like not to say it's perfect, but it it holds up. It's good. It holds up, and it doesn't make me feel like icky for watching it. I just feel icky. Like for- listening to Carnivore. <laughs> I just feel icky for what uh, Michael Richards did after Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Although South Park got him pretty good with the N word guy episode, Seth got, South Park got him pretty good. <laughs> I know, I know Dave Chappelle's persona non grata now, but he had a pretty funny take. I was like, I'm more of a comedian than a black guy because when I was watching, I'm like, damn, he's having a bad set. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if David Chappelle's persona non grata because like he's still playing big fucking arenas people people are still being like i'm going to that like publicly announcing that they're like i don't i don't know how persona non he's sort of persona non grata to me like yeah fuck you dave Chappelle. i don't need your fucking hot takes but uh i don't i don't know if he's uh if anyone else feels that way <laughs> i, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm i'm on a raft and everyone else is on a boat on this one i think it's kind of depends on which way the wind's blowing i think I, he might have eased up a little bit i yeah, mean I if you, if you sh- i think he shut up about it i think i think if you needled him he would get defensive about it but like I think he knew he was. I think he's smart enough to reel back on some of that stuff because I. I don't know how how far he rolled back, but I. But he hasn't like talked about it. Yeah, since. like it hasn't been a thing. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like, how many more hacky jokes do you have to say about trans people? How many? How many are left? God, seriously. <laughs> this. I if I'm going through my reels, it's like every fucking tenth comedy one is like their whatever their their trans take is or like their joke that they use it as a setup like okay we had enough here i'm just tapped out on it i don't need i don't need i heard the joke i don't need to hear it again it's like you you guys keep on watching that same comedy movie dude tell me which one sport they're doing i'll bet on the guy (laughs) you know what i mean dude you'll lose some money Speaking of money, I put a $10 bet on Colorado to win their championship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got the worst possible fucking odds on that ever because it's, it's plus 2,500. Yeah, it's, it's the hottest fucking team in, in the in sports right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I decided that I'm never going to gamble ever again. <laughs> I've, I've locked myself out of my accounts. It's a uh, good thing. I was, uh, yeah. Who needs it? Who needs it? I do one every sporadic, like once in a while. I placed it before, like uh, I was talking to uh, the guy I do the other podcast with. Uh, what's what, can, what? What? What name can I give him? Uh, I was talking to Chibi. <laughs> Chibi. <laughs> and you're talking to Chibi, and uh, he was getting me all hyped up on on Colorado. He was talking about. I'm like, yeah, I know Deion Sanders is the coach, and he's a 
a goober, but yeah, but I, I kind of like that goober. I know that's why I'm like, I'm gonna put ten dollars on him because I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, something that happened on SmackDown was uh, you know how that coach was like, you know, my mother always raised me to take off my hat and sunglasses when I'm talking to an adult. He's the, the other coach of Colorado State said that to yeah, Deion Sanders. I heard about that. Uh, on SmackDown, uh, Grayson Waller said it to John Cena. I was like, <laughs> Can you imagine saying that to a fuck like, what kind of fucking piece of shit says that to Deion Sanders? In 2023? So, yeah, yeah, I guess you can count Michael Jordan, but like, Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson were the only two sport players that were really excelled at both. Like even they could have played zero sports. And the coach is like, "Well, I learned that you should be taking your hat and your glasses off when you speak to adults." And I think if you're going to say that to now, a, I don't know a football Hall of Famer, an NFL Hall of Famer, I should say, maybe win the fucking game. What does the uh, coach of that? What is that guy who told him to take his hat and glasses off look like? He looks like a man. What kind of man? He looked like a man. He looked like a man? Yeah. Yeah? Any other bring, mad TV? Bring, bring back some racist 90s sketches. You know what I think you should do? You should get on the 10, take that to the 4 high five, and let that dump him off on Mulholland where he belongs. It's a... Uh, Colorado State was the uh, team? Yeah. And that's and that's not who he's just Colorado University. Kerr, oh, Jesus Kerr, Kerr. <laughs> he looks like uh, how? God, he looks like fucking Jason Kidd and I, uh, Zippy the Giant Pinhead. I was gonna say he looks like a combination of like. The old Celtics coach, Casey Jones. I don't see that at all. And uh, maybe Jason Kidd. <laughs> he looks like he's a fucking super trooper. I cannot tell if this guy was being racist or not. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, he's Catholic. Oh, I feel like, after all, like the the like the child molestation scandals, like anyone who's like proudly Catholic is like pro child molestation. I mean, I certainly think that, but I. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not. The, I didn't have to type it, but I got the click it. Someone said, "What what ethnicity is Jay Norvell?" That's the guy's the guy's name. He's a black guy. He wasn't being racist. I couldn't tell. I think he was being like very condescending and He's being condescending. Yeah, but if I wanted to re I wanted to accuse a white guy of being racist. Oh I know. But I didn't get to do that, unfortunately. Sorry. Maybe next time. There's Man. always Hulk. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, yeah, I I even uh we, we got Hulk and we got Kramer. Hulk was on uh, Rogan, apparently just like lying fucking left and right, like the internet doesn't exist. Oh yeah, yeah. It was something about parting with Jim Belushi at or John Belushi at WrestleMania, but it might have been Jim Belushi. Um, and Hogan's stupid. It might have been uh, John Belushi, but like not the actor. Yeah, some guy named <laughs> just John Belushi. Someone named John Belushi. Yeah. Like a what's a, a Tim and Eric version of John Belushi? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like Juan Belushi, Juan Belucci. He <laughs> was like, "Yeah, I was partying with uh, with Johnny Depp. He was playing this new role, Diamond Jim." <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour, Diamond Jim. Bonjour. <laughs> uh, what else is? Do you see the guy from uh, from uh, Michigan State? <laughs> Got fired before he ever coached a game. No. Uh. They hired someone to talk to the team about, uh, like sexual harassment or like a time that she had been sexually harassed, and the coach admitted to jerking off while he was on the phone with her. 
and then wondered why he was getting why he was getting fired. Oh, actually, there's a few fucking weird sports things we could go on. That's that's ridiculous, right? Like he just keeps digging his own fucking grave. What is hot about that? Yeah. How are you turned on by that? You're on the phone with someone who's going to talk to your team about sexual harassment. How are you aroused? Did did you fuck? Did someone fucking sneak some blue chew into your fucking (laughs) your steak wrap? You're a creepo McBeepo dog. Dude, that is fucking. Did you hear about Sergio Brown? Sergio Brown? Yeah. Expatriate Sergio Brown? No. So Sergio Brown was uh, missing. Uh, there might be more details to this. Oh, did he? Like his mother was found dead. His mother was found dead, and Sergio Brown was missing. And um, then they couldn't find him. He posted a video where he accidentally geotagged himself in Mexico, caught it, and then re-uploaded the video where he said that. Um, everything about his mother was fake news and that the FBI had kidnapped him twice. So he's on like planet banana head, but also like the, the neighbor's surveillance videos, like have videos of him burning a bunch of shit during the time, which his mom would have been dead. So Sergio Brown's not doing good. No. Um, I thought I didn't know about the, I, I heard about the, his mother dead and he was missing. Yeah. Um, but I forgot that it, that was Sergio Brown. But yeah. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, that's fucked. And then uh, Matt was just like, yeah, that's CTE for him. Like, I think America's got CTE. America, <laughs> America's got CTE. That's the next game show. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, like, I think America's just dumb. I think America's... Uh, What's uh, what's Frenchie Martin's sign say? USA not okay. USA not okay. That's true. If only we took the inoculation, you know. Yeah. Um. There's also Dion Lewis was uh, arrested for refusing to leave a casino. We love that. I mean. You're not going to win that argument, Dion. No. I mean, he's also, you're Dion Lewis. You're not Emmett Smith. But I'm you're not that, Denzel Washington. You're Denzel's friend. I, I think Emmett Smith could get kicked out of a casino all the same, and you're not winning that argument either, Emmett Smith. Like, if the casino is kicking you out, there's one, there's one thing for you to do, and that is leave. Because one way or another, you will be leaving. Yeah. I I don't know what else there is to say. Like that's just a, must have been drunk. I'm I'm sure he must have been drunk and catching passes on third down. <laughs> speaking of catching passes on speaking third of, down. Speaking of football. Uh would you even it up this week? Came close. Uh thanks to Pittsburgh's defense, I was unable to even it up. Um, but I did close the gap, so you're up one game right now. I fixed how that coming. Um, Pittsburgh's uh, offense very bad. Wow, wow, might have been the worst offense I've ever seen. Their defense is good. Right, I can tell you, might have had a worse offense. Not the Patriots. No, no, the Patriots suck as bad as I thought they would, but for different reasons. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots' reasons they suck is their line stinks and they cannot fucking like. They can't. They just the they can't start a game off like a fucking normal team. No. And you can't stop doing dumb shit. Yeah. Turnovers, their line stinks. And they're they're good for a third place divisional finish together this year. They Miami outclassed them in every way. Except for special teams. Yeah, my <laughs> that, that was a thirty to fourteen game, but the or the thirty to seventeen game, but the Patriots made it twenty four to seventeen. Yeah. Because of good special teams calling. That's uh. Did you see that field goal block? Yeah. How the fuck? How or why did that happen? You, that that must take a lot of practice because that dude timed it perfectly. He timed the snap perfectly with his run. Uh, because I don't know if you saw this, but Cleveland attempted that 
uh, on a punt um, in the game Monday. Oh, they did? Yeah, they tried to bring the guy over to run in, but uh, you can't do that in a day. No. Like, you need, you need time to, like, watch the long snappers count and get his cadence down. So it was like a, a extremely well executed and, and coached up play that they made, and they did it twice, and the guy missed the second field goal. So that's why I'm saying it should have been thirty to seventeen. Miami just overpowered them on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, there were, one team was good and the other team was bad. Like that's just there were two different teams. The Patriots were never in that game, <laughs> which is kind of like kind of true and kind of false, like. Their defense gave them chances, but their offense just couldn't match their defense. And I don't think it was because their offense was bad. I just think Miami's defense was that much better on the line of scrimmage because you couldn't run the ball, so you had to throw, and their backs were just good enough. This is anytime that they're trying to run plays, they're fucked. Like if you're running a quick offense and trying to like move the ball quick, I've, I think there's one of those teams that can only play when they fucking when they have to move quick. And that's not sustainable. Yeah. You don't win football games that way. You just lose fucking 70 to 63. Yeah, you can't pass the ball 50 times a game and expect to be winning. Yeah. At least not like that. Yeah, the Patriots are in trouble. I think Mac Jones really only threw one bad pass. I don't think Mac Jones is the problem. I think Mac Jones has been actually pretty decent. That's what I'm saying. Like He only threw like he threw the, uh, the interception that was intended for Devontae Adams. Um, or Devontae a, Parker, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and, he uh, wishes it was for <laughs> I wish it was, Yeah, I wish to. Um, uh, but Parker was like out of bounds on that route. Like there was no reason for him to throw that ball to him at all. But other than that, he was fine. It's just you can't check it down and run screen passes for an entire season and then come back and try to do it again the next year, especially not on third and distance. You can't. You can't be throwing it. You can't be eyeing the line of line of scrimmage on third and distance. You have to eye, eye the fucking first down marker. Correct. And they can't, they can't get away from those screens. And that's what shit teams do. Yeah. Shit teams lateral it to a offensive lineman on the last play of the game and don't get the first down. Which was... So it looked like he got it. I, th- I think that was real ticky-tacky to overturn that. I think so, too, but that's what they're there for. Um, but that, I mean, like, too many times have the Patriots lost on games they made close because their defense played well. And then they couldn't execute. They benched uh, uh, Pop Douglas after his fumble and he didn't he got, come back in. Because he got fucking, he popped that ball out of his hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. They're going to win this week, obviously. But, I mean, if they don't win this week, they're, they're fucked. Hold on. Yeah, they're fucked. They're fucked anyways. If they don't win this week, they're really fucked. Um. I think they, they'll take care of business. I mean, I, I don't see how they can lose this game. If they do, it's a complete and utter failure. And, and, and at that point, I'm like, keep Christian Gonzalez, keep Matthew Judon, and rebuild the team. I almost, well, I almost said something out loud I shouldn't have said. I, I have drive-by practice after this. Okay. So there's a organization, organization being done. Um, um, so, yeah, we should uh, get to the picks. So I already picked most of mine. Okay. Well, we, <laughs> we, we, we can discuss them. Yeah. We got, um, we, we, we actually, we thought of some stuff to talk about for 43 minutes, so we're in good shape. I, I got all but one pick done. Okay. So uh, first up on Thursday Night Football, we have the epic battle of uh, the New York Giants in San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco's probably the best team in the league, and that's crazy that Brock Purdy's that good. They're one of the best teams in the league. I think they might be the best team in the league. I think Dallas is playing like the best team in the league right now. I would love to see these two teams face each other next week. <laughs> um, I'm going to take San Francisco. They're favored by 10. They should be favored by 50. I also have San Francisco because it is the same. Exactly. Yeah. Obvious. Uh, next up, we have the surprisingly not bad Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, but the, uh, Baltimore Ravens is um is uh Garner Minshew's gonna be playing because um uh fucking what's his name? The, thank you for taking the lead on forgetting the name, Michael Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his first name is, but Richardson is his last name. Yeah, so if it's Garner uh, Minshew, we're definitely going Ravens here. 
I'm going Ravens too. I, I just think they're a better team. I mean, I think I would even if Richardson was playing, but they they haven't been shitty. They, I was gonna, that's why I say they're surprisingly not shitty. Yeah, they're surprisingly not shitty. That just shows you how shitty Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, next up, the Tennessee Titan Oilers versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are three point favorites in this game, and I do not see it. They're at home. Yeah, but. I mean, the Titans don't suck as much. Dude, Sean Watson fucking sucks. He doesn't suck, but he hasn't been playing well. Uh, he threw one interception a few weeks ago that was just the worst. Well, he was terrible test. on fucking Monday. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say terrible. He was not good enough to beat a shitty team, but they have a good defense. So, well, I'm taking the Titans in this game. I am also taking the Titans. <laughs> I had them written down. Uh, uh, my fantasy season's ruined because I had Nick Chubb. Uh, ruined. I am, I am ruined, but I did pick up Kareem Hunt, so mm-hmm. get that going for me. Knock on wood. Next up, we have, I think this game will be pretty decent, actually. The Atlanta Falcons versus the Detroit Lions. The f- piece of shit. The Lions are so fucking bad that they made me quit gambling after I started gambling again after fucking paying the fucking ass Lions. Yeah. Detroit. Yeah, I'll take the Lions because the Falcons blow, but they don't blow. But they played uh, two bad teams. There's only one team that I think is actually good in that division. But is, yeah, is it the next team? Oh no, yeah, one of there's two okay teams. I don't. It's a toss up between this team and the other team. Tampa Bay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Lions for sure. We have the all right. So we're in complete uh, agreement. Lockstep. Uh, this is the only team game I haven't picked yet. Uh, New Orleans at Green Bay. I don't know which kind of wishy-washy meh, offense I like in this game. Fucking, I'm kind of leaning towards Green Bay just because it's in. At wait, home. the fucking cannot. How the fuck do you lose that game against Atlanta? Uh, by not showing up in the second half. Jesus Christ! I, I'm taking the Saints. They're 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 uh, two point dogs, but. I don't know. The Packers, I think they might suck still. I th- I'm just going to go Packers because it's a home game, and I, don't, I, don't, I think both teams are kind of crappy. That's fair. Uh, next up, obvious obvious outcome for this one, Houston heading to Jacksonville. I have the same order of games as you. It's awesome. Well, I just go to the NFL.com. Yeah, I don't usually, and I'm not even on there right now. Usually I'm looking at the lines on a different site, but this one's lining up right with you. It's great. Well, yeah, so they must have pulled from NFL.com this week. I must have. Um, Houston at Jacksonville. Where, yeah, you have to take Jacksonville. Houston's, Houston's not good. <laughs> no, they can't. They can't score points. And Jacksonville has a, a, a couple of really good receivers. Yeah, they are. They were kind of crappy against Kansas City, so like a nice bounce back game. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence was kind of crappy against Kansas City. I'd yeah, missed misses receivers a lot, but I don't think I think that was just because he had a bad game. Uh, Denver versus Miami. Miami's six and a half point favorites. Yeah, Miami's and gonna they, kick the shit out. Miami's of them. gonna kick the shit out of the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I th- our early prediction: Miami is in the Super Bowl. I mean, I. I don't know about that, but I don't know about winning, but I think Miami's gonna be I, the team. It's a good one. I, I I don't know if they win the division. They might they might be a wild card slot, but I think if they luck out and get maybe like a uh an AFC North opponent, they they could take care of business. Okay. And get and get past uh the Chiefs. I think that uh we'll find out as the season goes on. I'm not booking the Super Bowl yet, but I... I'm saying early prediction. I will say that they're very good. Yeah. Uh, offense and defense, I think. I like Miami a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I've got them too. Uh, the only game we are different on is, is the game I did not pick. <laughs> uh, LA uh, Chargers at Minnesota. This is the fuck bowl. This is the fuck bowl. This is the team's... That should be better, but aren't. This is even, <laughs> even fucking, there's no, no favorite, no dog. So I'm going to take the Chargers. We got one. But did you take the Vikings? 
I took the Vikings in this one, yeah. Okay. Like, like how can you trust either of these teams? Exactly. <laughs> I I picked the home team. <laughs> I was like, I'll go Minnesota because it's at home. Uh, I don't like the Chargers coach, never have. Uh, so, there. <laughs> uh, New England heading to the New York Jets. I have New England taking this I one. have New England, too. I'm a little begrudgingly, like... But yeah, I, I just can't because I don't think uh, they're zero two. But I don't think they're playing bad football except for turning the ball over in the first half and digging themselves holes. Yeah, I think it's just going to be if, if they can fucking not turn the ball over. I think they. It's going to be one. a five to three game. <laughs> no, no, no. Over under is thirty seven. Uh, I would probably take the under. I would take the under too. I I was going to say I could see this being like a. 17 to 10 game or something like that. I mean, the last time they played was 10 3. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, all the same players, pretty much. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's true. But uh, yeah, New England's improved, so I'll, I'll take New England. I'll take a New England. I don't, I don't like it, though. I don't like it either. It's almost a tank bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Buffalo heading to Washington to kick their ass. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo's six and a half point favorites. Yeah. I don't think Washington's bad at all, uh, but... I don't think Washington's bad at all. See, here's the thing. is like, I would take Washington in this situation because they're at home and they're like, they think they're pretty good, actually, but... But I think Buffalo already had their... I think Buffalo, no yeah. Show game. If they didn't suck so fucking bad week one, I would probably take Washington in this yeah. game, but... I think they're going to be, uh... Hard to beat for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, me too. Next one's another beatdown game. We have Carolina heading to the Pacific Northwest. The PNW to head up with the Seattle Seahawks. And we're going to both take the Seahawks, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carolina sucks. Well, Carolina sucks, but the Seahawks... Uh, they're okay. Yeah, so they, they, they redeemed themselves. This week we had a lot of redemption. So, teams some 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 not some not uh. i mean you have (laughs) this one i mean like i'm not even gonna ask you 12 point road favorites (laughs) i'm just gonna write in dallas yeah yeah, dallas arizona uh like possibly the best team in the league versus the worst team in the league right there yep joke of a game uh (laughs) another one too chicago versus kansas city uh kansas city's a half point 12 and a half point favorites at home the bears fucking suck justin fields is starting to mouth off about the coaching so peace out fucking chicago yeah i was never in on them so i makes one of us got out real quick you lose the packers week one suck suck my dick yeah i kind of got in a little bit on the packers i was like oh they might have they might have something here and is it gonna be two monday night games every week i'm okay with that uh Start one at seven, start one at eight. Yeah. Give you something to watch during halftime so I don't have to flip to raw. Beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful, Jerry. Uh, it's Steelers at Raiders. Uh, yeah. Um, this one is going to be close, I think. Uh, Steelers have a good defense. If the Raiders can get their offense going, that might be an interesting game. God, I'm going to take the Raiders because I think the Steelers really suck. And I, think I, I also have the Raiders. They're a more complete team. I think the Raiders slightly suck. <laughs> That's probably the best way to describe the situation, yeah. Uh, I don't think the Raiders are going to do anything this season, but I think if they're playing a team like Pittsburgh or Chicago, they're going to win those games. Uh, Philadelphia versus Tampa Bay. This might be a fun game. I think So I'm taking Tampa Bay in this game. They're five point home dogs, and I don't think the Eagles have been all that good. I think they that, like they been. need to lose a fucking game the way they've been playing. Maybe, and I think that I don't know. Is Tampa ba- the team to do it? Baker Mayfield looks like he's playing okay. He's, he'll throw fucking five picks because I'm saying this right now. <laughs> but he looks like a functional quarterback with the Buccaneers, and he was. I don't he know. had one good game with the the Rams on short notice last year. Yeah, he had a good game with the. Like, I think he might be just one of those play like. He's got more Favre than Brady in him, but he's not as good as either of them. That is a perfect analysis of Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Like, perfect. He's three quarters as good as both of them, but he's got no Brady and all Favre. 
So like he'll win you a game, but like he also like he generally for the most part he will might, suck. He might lose you too. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like No, uh like the Buccaneers are gonna start off like four and one and then they're gonna finish fucking eight and nine. Yeah. That's that, yeah, I can see that happening. Uh I took Philly in that game. Uh um, That's fair. I feel like at the same time they haven't been playing well, I feel like Philly's due to like kick someone's ass and remind everyone that they're uh uh NFC powerhouse. I'm going I'm going with the hangover. You're going with a certain dominance, I'm going with hangover. I, I, I like Philly, I like Dallas, and I like San Francisco in the NFC. I don't really like anyone else. Uh maybe the Rams too as like sort of like a wild card sneak in. Yeah, me. they've been they've been pretty good. To hang in there with San Francisco. To kick that field do. goal is a real fucking twat move, though. I love it. <laughs> to cover the fucking spread. They covered the spread. It's a useless field goal. Like, like it's some college bullshit. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> I forgot about that until you brought it back up. But yeah, I forgot about that. That was that the only reason he did it, <laughs> to cover the spread. Uh, but they hung in there in that game, too. So they, they, they were pretty close. Yeah, I mean, also, like, San Francisco was good as fuck, too. That's what I mean. Like, San Francisco is probably... Them, Dallas, and and are probably the number one teams in the NFC, and then Philly's right there knocking on the door, I think. Just because they haven't been playing well, but once they get going, I think they're going to be pretty bad. Or pretty good, I mean. Last game, the Rams heading to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's two-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't know how you can possibly say that. They haven't been playing good. No, Burrow's fucked. Burrow's fucked. Uh, no one on, look, there seems to be no cohesion on their offense at all. So Monday night, I have the Rams. I have the Bengals, but this is their last shot at this. My gut says Rams because the Bengals have been bad, but like the Bengals are also like a good enough team where, like, they could just like, all right, we're good. But Burrow might not play still too. If Burrow doesn't play, I'm definitely taking the Rams. Okay, I could always switch that for you. Um, as as if you're a listener and and you forgot. We have up until game time to switch our picks. Yeah, and you switched one at game time. Which one was it again? Uh, I didn't switch one at game time. You switched one right before. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Are you talking about uh, the Kansas City one? Kans- last week? Kansas City. From Jacksonville? Yeah. Um, I switched that. Like You probably got the text or saw the text right before, but I said to you like the night before. Oh yeah, the night before. Is right. <laughs> That's right. That's right before. But but I even said in the podcast, I was like, uh, if Kelsey plays, I'm switching my pick. Yeah, it was sort of based on that. So there was precedent for it, and that was the only one I switched. Yeah, I don't believe that you would lie about that. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> if I lied about <laughs> this game, then just Did fucking. You got bigger fucking problems. Send send me to jail on the Good Samaritan law. A lot of stealthy uh, Seinfeld Stealth, yeah. <laughs> references in this episode. You might say I've been double dipping. <laughs> <laughs> Do you follow any of the modern Seinfeld accounts? I, I I see like the clips. There's one that like they come up with premises for new episodes of Seinfeld. I've seen stuff like that. Yeah, they uh. <laughs> George ends up in a polyamorous relationship, but then the the woman leaves, and but he, the other three guys can't figure out a way to break up. <laughs> that was a pretty reasonable, like that's a pretty good situation right there. <laughs> the woman leaves. George, you're broken up. <laughs> you weren't with them. You were with her. <laughs> Modern Seinfeld IG. <laughs> Jerry gets paranoid about his girlfriend's past when her iPhone automatically connects to the Wi-Fi at Newman's apartment. They kind of already did that. Yeah. When uh, Jerry's dating a girl who Newman rejected. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry dates a woman who cracks her neck every time she sits down. George discovers a typo on Monk's menu and demands his meal be free. Kramer <laughs> finds an old bassoon on the street and through a series of misunderstandings winds up a member of the New York Philharmonic. That would be good, yeah. Elaine gets an absolutely perfect haircut then goes to great lengths to preserve it. 
It's a perfect Seinfeld episode. Yeah. Some of these are just like not even really that funny. It's like, yeah, it's a good fucking episode. No, because like Kramer's won a Tony. He was part of a uh, a Broadway musical acceptance speech when he was a seat filler. And so they like ushered him up on stage and he got a fucking Tony Award. And so to get his to keep his Tony Award, they made him fire uh what's her fit? Uh Jesus, what was her name? Some Broadway actress. I forget her name. I but don't know. They uh they had Kramer fire her and she like beat him up. Kramer realizes he can buy something on Amazon, use it once and return it for free. Jerry comes home to comes to a home. Jerry comes to a home being used as a warehouse full of stuff Kramer is trying to return. George buys underwear online and realizes Kramer had used them before. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Kramer learns about shower beers from Newman. <laughs> Loving the idea, but deciding it could be bigger, Kramer decides to test out his idea for a shower bar. At I was going to say shower bar. <laughs> <laughs> George buys a dash cam for his car. He gets into a car accident that's very clearly not his fault, but won't turn the footage over because he was singing Cher at the time of the accident. Kramer <laughs> buys a dash cam as well, but faces it down, faces it towards him while he's driving to capture his reactions to New York City traffic. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like Kramer would be good to be like one of those like sneakerhead flippers who like uses bots to buy sneakers and then flip them. George impresses his girlfriend with his generosity by writing $100 on the tip line every time they go out to eat, but he writes it on the guest copy, and when she's not looking, he writes the real tip on the restaurant copy. One day, they head to a restaurant where there's no guest copy. George gets his identity stolen. Instead of being upset, he embraces it. He is enjoying not being George Costanza until the thief tracks him down and begs him to take his identity (laughs) back. American Mouse.
American man.